0: Mark Sweeney and this is episode 15 of Reboot Review a podcast devoted to a tiny little slice of the very long history of DC Comics Legion of Superheroes everyone's favorite team of super future teens Now Legion is a team a concept that has been rebooted several times in fact it's been part of their very nature and I guess in a way, that makes some sort of sense, chronologically speaking, one could assume that events taking place in the present whatever that is of the DC Universe could alter future events and future timelines. The reality of the Legion has been a very fluid thing throughout its history. For a while there, there was some, some reality-altering event taking place in Legion history, which what seems, every five years or so focus of Reboot Review is what could be considered the second iteration of the team, which spent a solid decade, 1994 through 2004, on the comic stands. The Adventures of the Legion for much of this time wove through two monthly titles. Uh, it was a golden age. Those titles were Legion of Superheroes and Legionnaires, so on each episode of Reboot Review I'll recap one issue of each title and provide maybe a little commentary, a little context. Nothing groundbreaking here, just the ramblings of a longtime Legion fan. And for you, if anyone's hearing this, I hope to provide a I hope to provide a harmless distraction for twenty to thirty minutes. So what do you say we give it a go? This time out I'll be walking us through Legion of Superheroes number seventy-three and Legionnaires number 30, both cover dated October 1995. Historian story in LSH-73, under an Alan Davis, Mark Farmer cover, is called End of the Road, and is by the writing team of Toms Pyre and McCraw, the art team of Lee Motor and Ron Boyd, the color-slash-lettering team of McCraw and Pat Brousseau, and the editorial team of Mike McAvinnie and Casey Carlson. Same writers and editors and colorist and letterer also worked on the Legionnaires issue, so forgive me if I don't mention them later on in the in the episode. We open with a nice Legion roll call, Livewire, Spark, Cosmic Boy, Saturn Girl, and Triad. Uh, but both of these issues are gonna be very live wire centric, so I hope you aren't afraid of lightning or red hair or the name Ranz. At this point, technically LiveWire is an ex-Legionnaire, and the opening sequence finds him in a seedy establishment called Coochies on the remote planet Bisbey. It's there that he's tracked down a Group of thugs to whom he'd paid his entire savings to help find his missing brother Mecht. Garth has discovered he'd been scammed, so he's come to Coochie's to collect the the balance of his dough. Garth makes a show of his lightning powers, and someone calls the fuzz, saying that the maniac with the lightning is back. Garth takes this to mean that his brother had been there before. But before he can get any, any confirmation of this, he's suddenly caught in the, the bright spotlights of a couple of police cruisers, and over a loudspeaker, an officer calls out, Rands, we've got you in our sights. Surrender immediately, or we'll shoot to kill. Now, significantly, this is not the science police that arrests Garth, which tells us that he is far outside the protection of the United Planets and this will prove to be a very lonely place indeed. Galaxy away at Legion HQ. Cosmic Boy carries a little dickish behavior over from the previous issues. He interrupts Triad's game of racquetball to see why she, Chameleon and Invisible Kid, didn't answer his call for the Morgana case. And This is the only mention made of poor... Dirk Morgana, who had just previously been turned into a fire being. His fate will at least for the time being remain unknown. Just then the power goes out. Kaz, Triad, and Saturn Girl, who's also present, know exactly what or who is responsible for the power outage, and they apparently know that these outages have been immediately followed by a power surge, and that They're due to the secret experiments of the reclusive Brainiac Five. This latest surge has an unexpected side effect, however, as the hallway lights blind the group and wall consoles explode. The ghostly figure of the mythic being, Valor, appears, as it has once or twice before. Usually around uh, eruptions of great energy, Valor calls out, Release me! I think I'm going to talk a little bit about Valor in a near a near future reboot review, but suffice it to say that this is a mega moment for Triad, whose people of the planet Karg revere Valor as a kind of god. He's known on many planets as the Cedar of Worlds. Now check your dirty mind, Valor is responsible for depositing the first settlers. On a string of future UP worlds, a thousand years in the past. Anyway, the ghostly figure fades from view, and the Legionnaires attempt to seek out Brainiac in hopes of getting him to repeat the cause of the surge and hopefully learn more about the Phantom Valor's appearance. Now back with the incarcerated live wire as he's being processed, mistaken for his brother. Garth learns a little bit about his brother's activities since his disappearance. Mecht is known as a killer in this part of space, going around calling himself Lightning Lord. Garth has shown the bodies of a family that Mecht electrocuted. Garth finds little little sympathy when he tries to tell the police that this is a case of mistaken identity, but there's one officer who's Read through the facts of the case, and does believe him. He's aware that there's a a younger Rand sibling or two, with lightning powers as well, and vows to help sort out the mess. Garth pleads that he knows Mecht isn't responsible for his actions. It's the lightning that made him act this way. But just then, Bolt of Lightning blasts through the cell wall, killing the sympathetic officer. It's Mecht there to bust his kid brother out of the slammer. Garth can't believe Mecht so casually killed the officer, but allows himself to be whisked away into Mecht's small cruiser. When Mecht plugs his own lightning powers into the ship's defenses and fries a couple of police ships who are in hot pursuit, Garth protests, but he's given a blast himself from his brother, who doesn't seem like a sane man. Back at Legion HQ, Spark learns of her brother's situation by science police officer Siobhan Erin, the Legion liaison. She immediately takes off to help, pushing past Cosmic Boy and Saturn Girl in the corridor. Meanwhile, Mecht pilots his little ship while guzzling some silver ale, THE alcoholic drink of choice in the late 30th century, and tosses his bro a couple bags of Krakos, which I'm going to guess are the Fritos of the future. The pair reaches their destination, and it suddenly dawns on Garth that his brothers taking him back to Korbal, the barren world on which the three Rand siblings receive their lightning powers. This planet's only occupants are the lightning beasts. Someone's taking a drink somewhere. And uh, we get a little flashback to that fateful day when three ranzes were attacked by the horned tapir-looking things. The beasts project lightning out of their, out of their horns, and the ranzes have been able to do something similar since surviving the attack. Mecht explains a little, little bit of his plan as he uses a gun to shoot through one of the beasts, which doesn't bleed, at least not blood, it erupts a huge burst of electricity which Mecht promptly absorbs into his own body. He's drunk with his own power and maybe a little silver ale and yells about wanting to be the only person with lightning powers. Garth rightfully takes this as a threat to not only himself but his sister and it may be finally dawning on him now how not quite right in the head his brother actually is. Just then a giant shadow is cast over Garth, as on the last page of this issue a small feat of science police ships descends on the planet, and from a loudspeaker Garth is told he's under arrest for the murder of a cop. And the story of course picks right up in Legionnaires number 30. So Legionnaires number 30, a story called Struck by Lightning is illustrated and cover illustrated by Jeffrey Moy and W.C. Karani, and what a cover. Livewire's on his knees in what looks like an excruciating pain surrounded by a field of lightning which has a nice glowing effect. and Looks like Livewire only has one arm left, so we'll have to assume things don't go well for him in this issue. Picks up one second after Legion of Superheroes number 73, with Mechtran standing over the dead bodies of some lightning beasts of Carball, completely unconcerned with the sudden appearance of the science police. He shoots another beast, who bleeds a lightning blast right into the sky, dispersing the SP fleet and, a bit strangely, sending them running. Run away, run away! Garth pleads with his brother to stop, still hanging on to the notion that the Lightning is somehow to blame for all this, but the look Mecht gives back to his brother tells us that uh, he was just plain born nasty. Back at Legion HQ, Cosmic Boy, Saturn Girl, and Triad storm in on Brainiac 5 in his lab. Cos berates Braini for his reclusive tendencies of late, but demands that he arrange for another power surge in hopes of reproducing the ghostly figure of valor. Brainy refuses, expressing his desire to be left alone. Saturn Girl, over the voice of reason, tries to defend Brainy, citing the strain Legionnaire Andromeda's recent death must be putting on him, but an angry cosmic boy isn't having it. He uses his magnetic abilities to shatter some globe of crackling green energy, and this shocks Brainy, but it also gets the desired effect. The image of valor reappears, begging for help. Brainy makes some adjustments, providing the Wraith enough energy for an actual conversation with the group. He asks Cosmic Boy, by name, to please deliver me. He explains that he's trapped in the stasis zone, where he's been unable to touch or interact with events that he's been watching for a thousand years. He claims that he was dying on Earth from lead poisoning. Lead as a toxic element to people from the planet Daxum, and he was projected into the stasis zone for safekeeping by Superboy, where he's waited a millennium for someone to develop a cure. Now this Superboy is the character that was introduced in the wake of the death of Superman as a clone created from Soup's DNA. He graduated to his pretty long-running title and enjoyed quite a bit of success. Uh, Like Valor, I think I'll talk a little bit more about Superboy another time, but Valor materialized in the right place in the right century because Brainiac has developed just the cure that's needed. Fortunately, before the team can find a way to spring Valor out of the zone, Braini's power source fails, and with a flash, Valor vanishes. Back on Corbal, Mecht reveals to Garth a little bit more about his motivation. He was born a rare single child on a world, Wynneth, where twins were the norm. Everyone's expectation, including his parents and twin siblings, misinterpreted the effect being a single had on Mecht. Rather than let it get him down, he says he's relished his originality, saying he thanks the gods every day for not making him a copy of someone else. And he's taken this attitude to the next level now by killing the lightning beasts, assuring that he'll be the only person alive with lightning powers. Wishing to protect his sister, Garth lashes out at his brother, but before their duel can begin properly, another blast of lightning loosens some rocks which knock Mecht for a loop. It's Spark, who's tracked down her siblings to Corbal. So what follows over the next few pages is a two on one lightning battle which I'm not sure i buy. Never really thought about it the first time i read through this issue. I uh, don't really understand as i was under the impression that the the ranzas were impervious to lightning. But i guess it's just that they're unaffected by their their own discharge, i guess. Kinda goes back and forth until an especially nasty bolt sears off Garth's arm. Isla grabs Mech's blaster, the one he's used to take pot shots at lightning beasts, and rushes to Garth's side. But when Mech readies to strike her down from behind, she shoots him right through the leg. The heat of the lightning had cauterized Garth's wound, but he's in a serious state of shock pun intended, uh, muttering to himself about the lightning. Mecht begins gathering up energy for a final strike on the twins, and Isla readies to bravely defend her brother, but Garth pulls it together just in time, and just long enough. He takes Isla's hand, and this somehow combines their energy into a super-hot pink blast of lightning, which knocks out Mecht, ending his threat. Next you see the science police, who find their way back to Korobol, arriving just in the nick of time after all the heavy lifting has been done. Garth is getting loaded up on a ship, on a stretcher, and Mecht is being taken into custody. His hair has been shocked completely white, and the officers notice that while Garth is bleeding a little bit of electricity, Mecht's blaster wound is bleeding actual blood, leaving us to wonder whether he has any lightning powers left. Back at Legion HQ, Brainy confesses that there's no possible way to penetrate into the Stasis Zone to rescue Valor. Whatever method used to project him in there has not survived into the 30th century. This causes Triad some distress, but, but Brainy suggests that Superboy knew how to access the zone, so why not just ask him how to get Valor out? You see, the secret project Brainy's been working on is a time platform. He says he's tested smaller versions of this, and that's true. We He made that pit stop at Guy Gardner's Warriors Bar mentioned in the last episode to taste a, get a taste of a frothy warrior wiser. Platform's ready to go, so Cosmic Boy begins asking for volunteers among those gathered, himself, Brainiac, Saturn Girl, Triad, Excess, Chameleon, and Leviathan. But before plans are finalized, Brainy, boop, touches a button on his remote, and flash! They all disappear, apart from Leviathan, who's left wondering what the hell just happened. And on the last page, we see the Legionnaires in various sta- stages of amazement tumbling through the rainbow-colored time stream. And there's a caption, to be continued in Superboy number 21. And That's where Reboot Review would pick up the story. So these issues were good, a rare two-issue spotlight for Legionnaire, in this case Livewire. There have been spotlight stories before in Legion history, but I can't think of one off the top of my head that was given this much real estate. got the reintroduction of a major villain from Legion lore in Mecht Ranz, the former Lightning Lord. bit of a new spin put on uh, his personality, he was a delinquent that actually relished his abnormal birth status. He wouldn't be the major villain in the reboot that he was in previous continuity, in fact I can't remember how much of him we'll actually see again. Uh, but his conflict with Garth and Isla, despite my misunderstanding of how lightning powers how they wouldn't cancel each other out, uh, does put to bed one of the plot points or subplots dating back to the Legion's founding. It was Garth's search for his brother that led him to his fateful shuttle ride with RJ Brand and the future Cosmic Boy and Saturn Girl. Uh, and it remains to be seen what effect his maiming will have on his already wife's already dubious Legion membership. And so with the closing of that chapter in Garth's life, combined with, of course, the Valor subplot which explodes this issue, setting up a three-part crossover with Superboy, and incidentally a brief era of unprecedented interaction with uh, the 20th century DC Universe, so with these events, uh, Legion's second year gets off to an exciting start. And these issues, like most of the Legion adventures of this era, have never been reprinted. So I'll provide a few images from, from them on my blog, I'mTheGun.blogspot.com. And, uh, there, there'll be some contact info if you're interested in talking about the Legion any further. With that, I think that'll do it for Re- Re- review 15. So until next time. LOL. Live on Legion.